The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Bully Ray and I have two special guests for our podcast. It's Joe Palazzolo and Ted Mann, both writers of both articles that came out on Vince McMahon from the Wall Street Journal. They give their perspectives and also Bully and I react to the Vince McMahon allegations right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Over the last few weeks, something that's been in the headlines and obviously a topic here on Busted Open is Vince McMahon. And of course, the two articles that came out from the Wall Street Journal. And we're lucky enough this morning to have both writers that were a part of both stories from the Wall Street Journal. We have Joe Palazzolo and Ted Mann who join us here on Busted Open. Uh, Joe and Ted, thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having us. Okay, and and Joe and Ted, obviously we're a pro wrestling show. We talk a lot about pro wrestling. I don't know if that's in your wheelhouse, but obviously with the Vince McMahon story, it doesn't really matter. And there is a lot of accusations that are going out there and going around. Like, for for first off, for you, Joe, uh, how long did you know about this, and and how long did it take for you to know about this, do the research, and then put pen to paper? Yeah, so we, um, sources told us, uh, it was in April, that WWE's board was investigating this $3 million agreement uh, with a woman who worked for McMahon. And um, so it, it basically took from April until we published our story to firm all that up and get additional sources and understand what it was the board was doing. Guys, why the, why the need to run with this story? Well, um, a couple of reasons. First of all, the Wall Street Journal covers public companies. Uh, WWE is a public company. Um, this is clearly a governance issue, right? We, we write for investors. And uh, when you're the board of directors is, uh, is investigating something like this, and I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting, right? So the, the board, uh, which it's a 12 member board, and four of those members are insiders, meaning that they work for the company, and then the eight are independent. But when it comes down to it, you know, Vince controls um, the company, essentially. So uh, 
so there's a governance issue um, that's important for our readers to understand what's going on. Um, and then we we sort of knew that these allegations, while the company is you know saying that this is a consensual uh, relationship that he had with this woman, um, you know, we started hearing about uh, other issues that were not consensual. So you know, we we feel like those are things that need to be reported as well. And I would just I would just add one thing to that. And you know, as Joe said, it's a public company, and we're operating in an environment where there is very little tolerance for any sort of relationship of this type between a CEO or an executive and someone who is a subordinate, even if it is consensual, because the power dynamic that's that exists there is something that has proved to be really dangerous for the the more subordinate person in the company. And so th that's one of the ways in which you know all public companies have been representing that they're not really going to allow things like this to be swept under the rug anymore. And um, certainly in this case, when it's something that was a total secret from the board, at least for some members of the board for a long time, um, we find it interesting. And that makes us want to go digging and find out more. You know, for both of you, Joe and, and Ted, your two articles have garnered a lot of conversation. First and foremost, the first article, because you're right. You know, I, I am the father of a daughter and I have a wife and, you know, you hear about these issues and problems that have been going on for so long in the business, in the workplace. And obviously when I first read that article, it's like, all right, here is somebody who's a CEO of a company and then somebody who's being hired. And I'm, and I'm guessing from the article, somebody who was hired and then given a raise based on a relationship. And that, you know, as a father, that's exactly like you going back to what you were saying, Ted, it's a responsibility issue as well. So it's almost like there's a pressure here where th this, this story needs to come out at some point, correct? Yeah, and, and I mean, to, just to, to add to what you're saying, David, and also Ted, it's um, e these are situations, e even if the company is saying it's consensual, and especially you're talking about the first story, mm -hmm. this person's livelihood is depending on remaining in the good graces of, you know, her boss, right? Um, and so that the, 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 the risk that you run uh, with this is that, um, with this power imbalance, is that maybe someone is doing something that they don't want to do, um, but they want to keep their job. And then on top of that, it's not, it's happening at the tippy top of the company. This is happening with your, your chief executive and the relationship was well-known within the company. And so they see that going on and, you know, like, you know, corporate muckety mucks are always talking about tone from the top, but it is like, it's a real thing. Right. And so if you're seeing your chief executives, not only sort of permitting this kind of conduct, but engaging and sort of leading the way in it, I mean, that's a problem all the way down. Guys, what was the most, um, shocking thing or piece of information that you found out or that you discovered while doing this reporting? I mean, I, uh, Joe, I, I, maybe I, I don't want to speak for you, but um, when, as we were reporting out what settlements, agree, settlement agreements were existent, the fact that there was one that was for seven and a half million dollars was fairly eye popping. That's a figure that, you know, in, in sort of murky world of NDAs, clearly suggests a big secret um, being kept. Um, and that was that was one of the red flags that signaled to us that, that we had to get to the bottom of what that was, what it was for. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Ted. Finding out that there was that $7.5 million agreement was like really uh, surprising. I mean, it shocked us. And then when, the when did you... are, are pretty are pretty horrifying, frankly, you know, to coerce a sex act to then basically drive someone out of the company um, because they refused, you know, uh, further advances, as this woman has alleged, like, that's all pretty terrible behavior. 
can, can you can you describe uh, when did you find out about the seven and a half million dollar payout and what were your initial thoughts coming on the heels of the three million dollar uh, uh, NDA payout to the paralegal? Um, so we found out about it after the first story published, obviously. I mean, sorry, I know that that's kind of, it's not, not probably as specific as you want. Um, but so we, we, just to go back a little bit, while we were reporting out the first story, we heard um, allusions to other agreements that had happened. And so there were sort of women who were on our radar as potentially having been in these agreements. And then, um, you know, we, we just continued to re report that out. I don't, you know, we have a call list of like more than 100 people that we bothered at this point. Uh, and so we, we, we learned of the, the um, agreement from, uh, from a source, um, you know, last month, and then we, we continued to report it out. You know, guys, and, and, and Ted and, and Joe, obviously, um, in our circles, we've been talking a lot about uh, Vince McMahon and these allegations. But I was having a discussion over the weekend with my wife, and who's not a wrestling fan. And she's kind of surprised that it's not bigger news than than what it is. And I feel like maybe if this was like a major league baseball owner or or an NFL owner, like this would be like the top story everywhere. Is it because it's wrestling and and I and I and listen, I love wrestling. It's it's my life covering it. Like do you think it's because it's pro wrestling that it's kind of in a lot of ways kind of fallen under the radar a little bit here? I think that's a really excellent question. And I think it's linked to something that we heard a lot, um, or I guess I saw a lot like on Twitter after the first story, there were a lot of reactions saying like, oh, well, what do you expect? Um, or people sort of saying, well, look at the character he plays. The character he plays is essentially the same guy that the, this reporting depicts behind the scenes. And there was this sense of amongst, again, not everybody, but some people that like, this shouldn't be so much of a surprise because, you know, they say they're wild and crazy. That's the whole brand. And they say that they're sort of, flouting norms and conventions that's the whole personality but um but yeah no i think it's i think it's a really good question why why this wouldn't maybe has not broken through as much as it would if this if we were writing about yeah i think an nfl owner is a good example like where where there's a <laughs> i mean there's a big scandal about sexual harassment at the washington yeah. football yeah dan snyder i mean yeah. it's, just um, gonna... no, it's, a, it's a great comparison how do you guys feel about vince still appearing on television after these allegations have come out I guess I don't have, you know, I, I mean, he's going to do what he's going to do. It's not going to sort of affect what we're doing in any way, shape or form. Um, I, I don't know. I guess my, I, what I'm more interested in is, is how to, how does the, how does the talent feel? How do his employees feel about him doing that? Um, and, uh, and I would imagine it's, it doesn't, you know, I think that there are probably, there's a range of opinions about what's going on, but I, I would imagine it doesn't go over very well with them. You know, Joe and Ted, I mean, I don't know if it's official, but I've I've been reading now there was supposed to be a documentary from Netflix, a bio movie about Vince McMahon. And those plans have now been canceled. I don't know if that's official, but that's what I've read. Uh, do you think you're start are going to start seeing pressure from outside? WWE puts out a lot of content over a lot of different areas. Um, you know, Disney, Peacock, Fox. Do you think there's going to be implications from a lot of those content providers over these allegations from Vince McMahon? Um, I, I think, again, you're, you're raising valid questions that we can't quite answer ourselves, okay. but certainly, uh, yeah, certainly I, I think that the owners of those platforms, especially the big public ones like Disney, have their own, they have staked out their own sort of position on how this sort of thing would be handled within their company. And I think one of the realities of 
capitalism is if you're, you have a business partner who's doing something that you would say is inappropriate, you're going to expect to get a question or two from a shareholder, from a reporter. Um, so I'm sure that's, that that's something that they're considering. Yeah. And I just, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead, Joe. Yeah. I, I would just add that, um, you know, you guys are asking, you know, before, like about the story about it breaking through. Um, and I think it, it, it would break through a, a lot more if we start to see business partners um, huh. asking the questions that, that Ted talked about, um, and of course we don't we don't know you know if that'll ultimately happen. Um, but I, I, I this cannot be uh, something that they're not paying attention to, right? I mean, they they might, anyone who's doing business with the company is is paying attention. In reference to the to the first story that broke about the paralegal and the NDA that was signed, I would assume that the lady or any of her representatives. Um, weren't wasn't weren't the ones to come forward to disclose this information where i know you're not giving up a name I'm, that's not what i'm looking for where this did this initial information come from how did it get to, how did it get to the both of you how did it come across your desks and well, why I, yeah i mean so we're you know we're just not going to talk about sourcing like flat out so that's not confirming or denying that we talked to anyone um and i don't sorry to be evasive it's just we're with where we are in the reporting and I've obviously you know from reading the stories these are largely anonymously sourced and so we have to there's a lot of things that we have to be wary of right now um but we do know where um we do know where the board first heard about this yeah um these anonymous emails that are, began arriving at the end of March to members of the board of directors someone claiming to be a friend of the woman who is the subject of the first NDA that we reported about um, and laying out a lot of the basics of what we confirmed and reported in that first story. And those emails were essentially saying, you know, I'm not asking for money, I'm gonna make this public. Um, and so we do know that, that the first the board heard about it was this anonymous emailer saying, I know about this and it's bad. And, and basically saying that McMahon had taken advantage of this woman. You know, has there been any pushback for both of you because obviously pro wrestling fans are are very rabid and you know vince mcmahon is the biggest figure in pro wrestling in the last 40 to 50 years you know have have you had any kind of pushback just from fans that and you know how fans could be they don't care about the facts they don't want what they love being being hurt have you had any of that at all i so i i haven't really um and it's odd so what i see is sort of like the anti mcmahon crowd and then the, his his fans very much fighting and you can see um people saying you know uh, someone who was saying you can't defend vince mcmahon anymore and then she's tweeting that like you know after i tweeted that i just got like three dms from people saying i should kill myself you know like but <laughs> we haven't seen any of that um directed at us at all uh, well, I don't want to speak for you, Ted, but, but I haven't seen anything. We get like a normal amount of emails from people every time we publish a story, you know, saying various critical things, but no more than no more than usual. No, it's a really good question. I have not. I expected more, um, partly because I used to be a political reporter in Connecticut. So I covered Linda's first Senate campaign. Um, and man, I heard from a lot of wrestling fans then. I think if I had to guess what one of the differences is now is so much of that campaign of Linda's involved like really organized criticism of the WWE content itself. So, so the fans were hearing not just that Vince McMahon, a guy affiliated with a show they like, had done something wrong. They were hearing that the show itself was bad. And I think that was much more of a personal affront if you're a wrestling fan. If you're saying, hey, like I'm, what I'm watching, I don't feel is degrading to women. That's one of the charges that was made a lot in the Senate campaign. Um, so then like we, I heard a lot of pushback from that. Um, but then at the same time, also a lot from, from people who were sort of disillusioned um, fans. This time around, it's been 
it's been quieter than I expected because as I learned then, like, yes, this is a rabid fan base to, to put it mildly. This is a rabid fan base. I'm assuming you're neither one of you are wrestling fans. <laughs> I did not grow up watching wrestling. I watched a lot of it in the 2010 uh, Senate cycle. Uh, <laughs> Joe? Yeah, I, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't either. Like I don't watch regularly. It's been, it's been pretty um, cool to get to know the world though. More allegations on the horizon? Um, I think that, yes, I think that it's probably, it's probably not done yet. Um, and we're, we're continuing to report. Right. So, yeah. In, in saying that you're continuing to report, would there be something bigger on the horizon than a $7.5 million NDA? Um, no. I, well, I can just say we don't know of another 7.5 million NDA if that's what, you know, like, so, uh, you know, but again, still similar, similar situations, though. No, 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 no. All I'm saying is you're asking if it's like something bigger, something bigger than a 7.5. No, that's not something we have in our back pocket. You know, like we, we sort of like left it all like out on, out on the field on this story. And now, you know, there's a couple of things that we, that we didn't, that we're still reporting out, but you know, it's, you know, it's iterative. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's the case, as happened, um, you know, in, in similar scandals elsewhere, that um, there are people who have something to share who become a little more emboldened to talk about it once some of the first coverage has happened. And, you know, we're still working to figure out if there are such people out there. You know, it's it's been very tough for me as a fan, guys, because, you know, Vince McMahon is such a big part of what we do on a day to day basis. And anything that you watch with the WWE, Vince McMahon is connected to it. It's kind of like I, I'm torn as a fan. I love the content. I love the company. I want to watch. But at the same time, it's hard for me to get invested in something when I know these types of things could even possibly be going on. And I'm sure there's a lot of fans. Like I think there's 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 myself and a lot of fans that are hoping that that it's not true, that these accusations are not true. These allegations are not true. But I, I almost feel like at times when there's smoke, there's fire. It, am I just being naive thinking that? at some point everything's going to be okay. And, and that, the, that it's not true at the end of the day. Well, uh, yeah, Ted, you go, you go ahead. You look like you're going to say something. I, no, I think that's a natural human reaction. Um, right. Like it's, it's a, certainly it's a natural reaction of fandom of, you know, like a fan fandom of a sport or a, you know, or an entertainment product or a team or a, you know, or, or a band, you know, I think that's, it's very natural to think, I don't want this to be true. Um, we can only go where the facts that we can establish and confirm lead us. And so we know that there have been a, this number of settlements at least, and for this amount of money, at least it's a lot of money. Um, and, you know, we, we, we can't presume to know any more than where that leaves us, but, um, but certainly it's, there's been an, there's been a sort of a succession of issues that are all very similar over a long period of time that are being hushed up with a lot of money. Um, and people need to sort of evaluate that and, and make the judgment that they, that they do from it. Yeah, and, and like I, obviously, I can't, uh, I can't sort of give fans any any sort of advice or solace here. It's like it's not my place to. But um, I, I would say that I, I hear from you know some of the folks that we're talking to that, um, and these are these are whether it's talent or employees, folks that that are part of the WWE universe, um, and they're saying that a lot of people, you know, what a lot of people don't want to talk to us and see as talking to us is sort of a betrayal. Uh, a betrayal of the industry, right? Or, or that like where this is this is so harmful to the industry. And I guess I would just say, you know, look at we were talking about the NFL before, which has had multiple sex assault 
um, scandals recently, and you have the owner issue right now with the commanders, like NFL, like it is still the most popular sport in the, in the country, right? And they still make billions of dollars. Like you can sort of separate the league from the actions of individuals or the alleged, uh, the alleged actions. Like this is not to say that, you know, WWE is shot through with um, horrible actors. I mean, it's just, that's, I don't, our reporting has not shown that, right? So um, what Ted said, we can only sort of go where the facts lead us, but I don't think it's necessarily right to conclude that, uh, you know, if, if Vince McMahon did some of the things alleged, that, that means that uh, like WWE is the worst for it. That's a good point. Joe, Ted, um, if you could interview Vince McMahon face to face, what would be the first question you'd ask him? I think we'd ask him why he paid all that money. Mm-hmm. And whether he paid any more money. Yeah. I mean, what's right is right. And our heart goes out to any victims, obviously, that had to endure this during their stay with the WWE. And uh, we'll we'll continue to to look out for further articles from both you and Joe uh, and Ted. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. I know it's difficult. Appreciate you stepping into our world and and shining some light on these two articles and, and appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks very much. Take care, guys. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here, and if you're obsessed with the NFL like I am, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, where we're joined by great guests like the legendary Reggie Wayne. Still waiting on that Hall of Fame call. You know you'll get in. I just hope and proud I don't have much more great than I have right now, you know, before they call me. Just know whenever I do get that phone call, it's going to be a celebration. It's going to be a party for sure. New episodes are released every Thursday. Listen on the SXM app and wherever you stream your podcasts. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are Golden Retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi, it's more popular than Golden Retrievers. See you in there. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. 
With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. These accusations are serious, Bully, and it seems like talking to Joe and Ted that uh, this is not done by any stretch of the imagination either. Not done, but it like you pointed out, it. I don't think this has gotten the traction that maybe they wanted or expected. Maybe, well, I don't know about wanted, but it certainly hasn't gotten the, tra- the traction that, that's expected. Expected. And yeah. maybe it's just because there's been, I, I don't know, wrestling, pro wrestling has always been kind of associated with some negative things like this that go on. And I think wrestling fans, I think they care, but they just want to move forward and be entertained. Like like how many people have stopped watching the product because of this story, these allegations, like pretty, pretty big and serious allegations. Yes. Well, I I think it goes back to what they said about do wrestling. This is something I asked you a couple of weeks ago and people called it and they tweeted. Do wrestling fans even care about this? Well, I think it goes back to what they were saying about the NFL. Like, does is Dan Snyder being under investigation, is that going to make people not watch the Washington football team? Is that going to make people stop watching the NFL? No, but what's right is right. Something needs – if these are allegations are true, something needs to be done here. Because to be – to I, I can't imagine being a female employee for the WWE right now. Like, I couldn't imagine knowing that – these allegations, if true, working under somebody like Vince McMahon. But I, we're not I, I hearing we're not hearing about a mass exodus, let alone one female employee walking away because of this. Now, maybe there has been, but it hasn't been reported yet. Well, obviously, with these accusations, there's several people that are bringing that are coming forward with these accusations. Yes, so, there are people coming forward, but you talked about female employees um, um, maybe feeling uh, unsure about continuing to work for the company but we're not hearing any stories of female employees or employees in general who just might be offended by this saying, you know what? I don't want to be associated with a company in which this happens in the top. I'm, I'm putting my notice in. I quit. I'm gone here. You know, I, well, I, I don't ongoing want to be right now, bully. I mean, this is an ongoing situation right now. He stepped down as CEO. So as of right now, as we're speaking, he's not the CEO of the WWE. And hopefully right, but, this is a climate. Hopefully this is a climate that's going to change within this organization. Um, I guess we'll see. I was just addressing the fact of whether or not female employees were, were leaving the company because of this, or whether employees are leaving the company, or fans are leaving the company. Anybody's leaving the company. I ju- it doesn't feel like. I, I think it's serious, but it almost feels like people don't care. Well, but, especially by the reception. I, 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 that Vince McMahon gets when he walks out there. Yeah, and and I and I and I still can't fathom that right now. But but it's not uh, like it's not like it's not like the, the the cameras are panning the audience and we're seeing people flip Vince off or turn their back or walk out of the arena or say on social media, "I was there when Vince came and I and I left." It seems like everybody's giving him a rousing 
standing what does that ovation. say? What does that say about you, you, the you WWE fan me. base? I'm, I'm asking you. That, You're bringing no, up what I, does that say about the WWE fan base that they would cheer Vince McMahon? They don't care about the story, it wow. seems. Okay. But what's your, what are you no, taking just, away I, from all I, this? Listen, is that going to make me stop watching WWE program and stop being a pro wrestling fan? No. But something needs to be done here. And Listen, as far as like women not coming forward, you know, probably women aren't are not going to come forward publicly if they're dealing with this situation. This is a hard thing to deal with in, in a public forum. This is very, very. I mean, this is damning. And That's, Joe that, and and Joe and um, I'm sorry, what was the other gentleman's name? Uh, Joe Bill. and Ted. Joe and Ted. <laughs> Bill. Bill and Ted. Joe and uh, <laughs> Ted did say that now that some people have come forward that other people are starting to feel more comfortable with coming forward yes. also. And I understand that nobody wants to be the first one. My point is, as they said, or where you brought up and they admitted it, it's not exactly getting the, the traction that they would have expected. I just don't feel wrestling fans care. And it's evident in when Vince McMahon comes to the ring. I think wrestling fans are just so damn loyal to pro wrestling WWE fans. So damn loyal. Is there a fan here and there that probably is not watching because they were that offended? I'm sure, but nothing worth like repeat. Like I'm trying to think of something similar that has happened in, um, um, in entertainment or any genre of entertainment where people were so offended by something that a performer, an artist or a CEO did where they decided no more, we're completely walking away from this and the company crumbled. No, I, I mean, it's hard because, you know, Paul and I were having a discussion before the show about like Donald Sterling, who was the uh, owner of the Clippers. You know, he made racial comments and there was backlash. And the backlash came from sponsors. They were pulling out, which is something else that was talked about in our in our interview as well. Like, are we going to start to see, you know, this? I mean, Disney, you know, Fox, Peacock. Like, are 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 these platforms saying, you know what, with this guy as the CEO, you know what, we don't want to deal with that. We don't want to deal with that. We don't want to be a part of that public persona because you're talking about wrestling fans, and wrestling fans are brand loyal. But these content providers aren't, and they don't want to be a part of something that's going to that's going to affect them PR wise. You may see some of these platforms. Listen, we already seen it with Netflix. Netflix was going to do a bio documentary on Vince McMahon, and they've pulled out. As of right now, that project is not going to happen. So it's going to be interesting to see, bully, if these other content providers, as long as Vince McMahon is involved, if they're going to pull out. Now listen. The WWE, I think, at this point, is bigger than Vince McMahon. And I think that's the point. But it's going to be interesting to see if if content providers force the hand of the WWE to do something here. What about major sponsors? Major that's sponsors haven't, haven't pulled out yet. You would, expect, you would expect that to happen almost instantaneously. As of yet, no. But once one sponsor pulls out, I think others will follow. Okay. Another know. another wait and see situation. I, I just go by. We talk about how bad this situation is and how it's a black eye for the WWE and uh, especially with Vince McMahon involved, the guy that beat the federal government. How does he get around this? Do people care? We brought it up a couple of weeks ago. 
it didn't it didn't seem like it did and by listening to the reaction from the two reporters i think they're shocked also about the the traction of the story i don't think wrestling fans care and i'm sorry if i sound repetitive there there's nothing that i've seen has there been a tweet here and there about how bad it is or and it, but i haven't seen anybody said i'm not watching wwe programming anymore because of this well and i have a feeling that if it doesn't affect them directly people just decide to move on well, Bully, I was a part of the NFL channel when with with Mike Vick, and Mike Vick with all with, with the dog fighting scandal that had happened, and I remember taking phone calls from fans where it was just like, "When is Mike Vick coming back?" Like they didn't they didn't care about the allegations, they didn't care about the dog fighting scandal, they didn't care about the dogs being killed, they just wanted to know when their quarterback was going to be able to step back on the field and actually be a quarterback again. And I remember going through those calls and saying, "Wow." It's amazing to me how insensitive fucking people can be that all they give a shit about is whether Mike Vick is going to be able to get back on that field and play quarterback. Nobody cared about the allegations about the dog fighting and dogs being killed. They just wanted to know that, hey, I want my quarterback to be on the field because I'm an Eagles fan. I want the Eagles to win. Fine. But that's what I felt. And I kind of feel the same way now. It's like, man, I, I was being completely honest with those writers. There's a part of me that, man, I hope, I, I hope it's not true. Now, maybe I'm being blind to this. But if it is true, and these allegations are, it's going to be very, very difficult for me to be able to back this company and be able to back Vince McMahon. That's why there's still a part of me that's hoping that it's not true. Because as of right now, Bully, these are allegations. But if we find out that it's true, it's going to be hard for me to, to ever really be a fan of Vince McMahon again, that he put women in this situation in the workplace where they felt the need that they had to do certain things in order to keep their job. That's just fucking disgusting. So I am hoping that this is not true. Now, maybe that's blind, blind love at this point, but that's like the best case scenario, right, is that it's just not true. But you will continue. I'm not going to say that you're going to support the product support Vince, but you're going to continue to tune in because it affects your livelihood, right? Yes. It's what I have to do for my career. But I think, but I think at this point, the WWE is bigger than just Vince McMahon. And there are other people involved in this company, wrestlers, uh, writers, people on that board of directors. And I'm hoping no matter what happens, that the right thing happens. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping. And what that's is the, the right, right thing. thing? What is the right thing? If Vince McMahon, if this is true, and Vince McMahon did these things, that he is either forced out or steps down or steps out completely. I think that's what would be best. If he really, if this is, again, bully, if this is true. Again, I have to come. Dave, at this point, why wouldn't, you keep saying that, and that's fine. I understand yeah. why you feel the need to preface it. At this point, why wouldn't it be true? Is anybody questioning the Wall Street Journal's reporting? Like sometimes, uh, I'd say like, Sometimes the New York Times will run with stuff where the, the reporting is questioned and then all of a sudden they have to print the retraction or uh, obviously the National Enquirer. Like there hasn't been one thing out there where somebody has said, eh, this reporting is a little shaky. It seems like there's story after story after story coming out. Yeah, nothing re refuting even a, a, a small piece of information. So how it's could tough, it boy. not be true at this point? But until I know, it's just my obligation as the host of the show. The what is it going to take for, I'm sorry to interrupt you. What is it going to take Vince McMahon to come out and go, yes, it's true. Well, for the, for the board and for everybody to, 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 to say, yes, these allegations are true. We did our research. 
we, we, we conducted these interviews, and this is absolutely true. And then make a decision on what Vince McMahon's future is going to be as part of the WWE. If Vince McMahon, if these are true, and Vince McMahon truly loves the company like he says he does, he'll step aside. Because this is not going to help the future of the WWE by any stretch of the imagination. Then it's purely ego at his point at this point, and it's not about his family or about the fans or about the, the livelihood of the people who work there or about the future of this company if he continues to be a part of it. Listen, Vince is a man who loves to be in a fight. And the only thing more that he loves being the only thing that he loves more than being in a fight is winning a fight. We, you know, we were, <clears throat> we were asking ourselves and the nation, why has Vince been on TV lately? Is this his swan song? Does he know that the end is near? Is this a giant middle finger to everybody? There were reports out there, I believe, that some people in the back were talking to dirt sheets that said Vince was very braggadocious coming through uh, the gorilla position the first time, the first or the second time that he appeared on television. So maybe that's his, maybe that's his, uh, the way he's looking at things. Like, I, I, I'm not going out without a fight. I, and if you're going to take me down, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to take you down with me. I'm, I, I, I'm not going to go quietly. It just doesn't seem like something that Vince McMahon does. Well, maybe he should, consider the fans I mean, should, family. should, should, if anything, should, should he, should he step away for the betterment of the company? Um, uh, the, the fan base, his family, his grandchildren, yada, yada. I, I guess so. And people would probably be from a creative point of view, mm-hmm. people would probably be very happy to see Vince not there anymore, especially since we're hearing rumblings rumblings whispers in the deepest darkest corners of the wrestling universe that hunter is starting to show his face again that's true and if there's any one person out there qualified to run the entire thing it's hunter forget about the whole nxt thing nxt versus aew nxt never really stood a chance up against a brand new company like aew it was the bright new shiny thing in town People wanted to tune in and watch it. They did. Hunter was a victim of that whole situation. But you know damn well, and I know damn well, and most wrestling fans who are willing to be honest know that NXT Black and Gold was the best pro wrestling television show on TV when it was there. So if Vince did step away and Hunter did step into his shoes and brought his team on board, I think we'd see a different WWE. Oh, I, I at least from a, At least from a product point of view. I agree. And, and but I think the biggest thing the writers said, bully, in, in regard to like people turning off their TVs or not buying tickets, you know, we've seen allegations of misconduct in the NFL, and it's happened a lot, unfortunately, too many times. But it's not going to stop people from watching the NFL. But those players, those coaches, or those or those owners that have been a part of it, there have been ramifications for that. The NFL has acted swiftly in a lot of those cases. Um. The WWE is got to are going to have to think of this long term what they want to do here if these allegations are true. Yeah, they got to think of what they want to do. The, and the you know Vince is going to you know is going to fight the the whole situation uh, until the end. Or maybe he does something completely unexpected. 
Maybe he just says, okay, goodbye. But that would be very out of character for Vince. Look at all the things the WWE has been able to survive. Tragedies like Owen. Tragedies like Benoit. And what, and what he did, the horrific story of what happened to, to his family. The government scandal. And I'm sure there's a hundred other stories out there that he's been able to get to the other side of. Does he get I'll to the other side of this one? Who knows? I'll tell you what would change things if, if, if one of these unfortunate victims did go public and did go out there and did tell their story. But I'm what sure. if every single... But what if every single person out there tells the story of yeah i i i willingly got involved with vince and we had a a one night affair or a one-year affair and then um i was offered money to keep my mouth shut about and i accepted it if everybody were to say that does the story take on a different life yeah but unfortunately for that paralegal that paralegal got their job based on the relationship with Vince McMahon got raises based on the relationship with Vince McMahon if that's true and it looks like it may be what kind of what what kind of what does that tell your your employees at that company that what you have to sleep with the boss in order to get a raise that you you know you get you get that type of opportunity because you're sleeping with the boss who wants to work in that type of environment or have that person on TV with a smile on his face in the middle of the ring, knowing that's how he treats his employees in his company. I'm just saying, if if everybody were, were consenting adults in this situation, does it make it any different for you? If, if every woman involved, including the one you just said, the paralegal, said, well, yeah, you know, I liked Vince. I got into a, I got into a relationship with Vince. Um, I enjoyed spending time with him and, and whatever that entailed. And uh, I got a couple of raises off it. I got a couple of emotions off it. And then um, in order for me to keep my mouth shut, I accepted uh, um, uh, this amount of money. And no, that's, and no. Then that's, that's, that's a man of power taking advantage of his power. But if the woman was, oh, I'm, I'm saying if she was okay with it, do you I'm sure have she a was diff- okay getting getting a raise and getting a job based on a relationship with Vince McMahon? So does that change your opinion is what I'm no. asking. If the other no. consenting adult is completely okay with obviously, the situation. Obviously, if anybody do having to do anything against their will is is unbelievably horrific and, t- and terrible. But, you know, it's not on the same level, but it is horrible that a man of power is taking advantage of his situation, whether it's consenting or not by giving somebody a job based on a relationship and raises based on that relationship. Okay. What kind of what kind of what kind of dynamic does that show the rest of your employees? That I agree with. The dynamic yeah. with, to the rest of the employees, that I agree with. I I when I look at this, I kind of look at it at uh, what it, at the end of the day, two human beings, two consenting adults who wanted to engage with one another. It, it, it happens every day. Yes, Vince is the owner of the, the CEO and she was just a paralegal at the time. But what's to stop two consenting adults to uh, in getting involved with one another? Especially well, if, if, the, if, if the female w- was okay with it. Yeah, that's still, that's still a boss taking advantage of his power over his employees. So it's, it's not uh, obviously as terrible and as bad as a non-consensual, but it's, it's awful. Nonetheless. Oh, if it's non-consensual, then it's yeah, just, and, but it, but it, it seems like that's part of what we're talking about. I mean, the writer is saying that the writers are saying that there there's allegations of non-consensual when it comes to Vince McMahon. 
then any non-consensual is absolutely yeah. awful. We, that we can agree. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.